That's it. It's the night. All the shops are shut. You can't buy any more food. No more presents. That's it. You know, I was thinking the other day that even if I wasn't a Christian, I would like quite like the Christian religion. Because most religions, you've got to deny yourself things all the time, haven't you? Got to fast for that and fast for the next. Like, we get Easter and Christmas. Easter, you stuff yourself silly of chocolates and chocolate eggs, yeah? Don't look so serious. You know what I mean? We've even got hot cross buns. And then at Christmas, like, there's no rules, is there? You can eat anything, anytime you want. So I would be a Christian no matter what. <laughs> just want to read to you um, a few verses. Um, just, there's a guy called Matthew in the Bible. He wrote the first book in the New Testament. He was a tax collector. and He became one of uh, Jesus' followers. And he is great at filling in a little bit of detail around the story. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. It'll be on the screen behind me. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, uh, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said, had spoken by the prophet. prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel God with us. You know, in the Ritchie household, we love Christmas. We have got lots of traditions and lots of things that we do. Uh, We put up our tree on a certain day, and we just love Christmas. And uh, I think it probably dates back to uh, when I was brought up as a little kid with my mom. My family loved Christmas. Got a little picture here behind me of me and my mom and my little brother, Albert, uh, with my mom. And... uh, we, we just love Christmas, and that's my uh, favorite Christmas present ever, the trike o- over there. Um, when I was little, I used to play with a guy called James, and I never understood why James's dad was never around. And I said to my, my dad one day, um, my mom one day, she said, what, what, what's, where's James's dad? Oh, he's in heaven. I said, oh, I'd really like to go and see him. Uh, and she said, well, the problem is you, you won't get back. Uh, and, and I said, no, I will. I'll come back in my trike. So... <laughs> Heaven to earth trike. Um, and, and of course I looked forward to what Santa was going to bring me, bring me. Kids, are you looking forward to tonight? Or at least to tomorrow morning, more like, when you get up? And uh, of course I look forward to that. But I, I, when I was brought up in the northeast of Scotland, and up there, about 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon at this time of year, it just goes dark. I mean, it, it, it's, it just feels like it's night all the time. But all the houses would put up the colorful lights with the trees and outside, and it just cheered everything up. And I just loved it. Maybe you're not like me, but I loved it when all the extended family came together and we sat down and had a, had a meal together. I used, to, I used to love them times. 
And uh, maybe, you, maybe you just want them to go or you didn't want to invite them in the first place. I don't know. Um, and, and my dad, he was a, a trawlerman. So he worked, um, left the house on Sunday night. He never came home till sort of Friday night either or, or Saturday morning. So I never had much chance to spend time with my, my dad in that way. But he was off for a couple of weeks over the Christmas and New Year period. And so we could have a bit of a laugh together and do things together. And uh, so I, I always looked forward to, to that. But you know, when, when you're a, a kid, it's like Christmas is never going to come. It feels like it's f- like miles away, doesn't it? It's like the 1st of December comes. And you, you, know, you know when the 1st of December comes? Um, my mom used to say to me when I was playing up and being bad, uh, she said, Billy, if he didn't be greed, he'll get a bag of shunners for Santa. You know, you don't know what I just said, do you? <laughs> Billy, if you don't behave yourself, you're going to get a bag of ashes from Santa Claus. And, and the amount of time she said that between first and the second. Now, come on, parents, you've said that. I've seen you up the city centre saying that to your kid, like, you're not going to get anything. If you don't behave yourself, you're not going to get anything from Santa. And, uh, and so it takes so long, and waiting can be frustrating. I hate waiting for anything. And we had, we had uh, Pud and Elf's extravaganza here the other day, and there was a queue outside down the road for Santa for, for an hour or so. I mean, I wouldn't have waited. I'd have gone home. Uh, and, and so, but the Bible is full of people that waited for, for things. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking particularly at this little saying in Matthew where it talks about God being with us. Um, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You know, the prophet Matthew... The prophet that Matthew was speaking about is a guy called Isaiah, and he lived about 750 years before Jesus. And so he stands up and says, this wonderful thing's going to happen. This person's going to be coming. And then, like, God goes quiet for about 750 years. And nothing's said very much until he wakes up crying in a manger in, in Bethlehem. But through a supernatural event, Isaiah is looking forward to the time when a young unmarried woman is going to become instrumental in his plan. And God would come from heaven and enter the womb of of a young unmarried lady and be born into this world, and God becomes a man. The reason he does that is because he wants relationship with us. And uh, here's here's how his best friend, Jesus' best friend um, on, on the earth was a guy called John. And he put it like this. I think Nicola read this earlier. The Word, that's Jesus, the Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love the way that it says that. He moves into our street. He comes to our place. God comes to us. Isn't that incredible? You'd think we would have to go to God, but He comes to us. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out. True from start to finish. Could you imagine waiting 750 years for a promise? Again, when I was growing up, like Christmas Eve, you you were packed off to bed, weren't you? And you were sleeping in bed, and then you were lying there, still wide awake, thinking, when can I get up to see if Santa's been? And it gets to 12 o'clock, and your brother says, can we get up yet? 
and said, I think it's a bit early yet. But by the time it gets to two o'clock in the morning, we're up. We're in the front room to find out. Kids, stay in bed till two, but after two, you're allowed to get up, okay? <laughs> it's no problem. The parents want you to get up and have a look. And once you've played with your toys for a few minutes, go and see them in the bedroom and get them up because they would just love to spend time with you. Hey, man, it's great preaching, isn't it? Where the heck was I? Now, so you, and, but, so you wait for this amount of time. And God is with us, but there's something even better than just God being with us. He comes to rescue us at the same time as well. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. The, 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 word, the, the Hebrew word Jesus actually means God saves. So Jesus not, did not just come to be with us, but he came to save us. You know, the truth is, we're all on the naughty list. We're all on the naughty list. And God comes to this world because we are on the naughty list, because we have got this thing called sin in our lives. And that sin separates us from him. And he doesn't like that. He wants to be with us. He wants to have relationship with us. So he takes the time to come from heaven in a miraculous way, not just to be with us, but to save us. And he looks at us and he came and he lived a perfect life. He didn't sin. He always did what he was told. He was obedient to his father. He lived a perfect life, had no sin, yet he was put to death on a cross. That's where we get the Easter thing. And he gave his life as a substitute and as a place for us. You see, what he did was he took our name off the naughty list and he put his name on the naughty list instead. Isn't that amazing? That he would want to do that for us. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus was born to accomplish a work that would purchase full redemption to buy back his people from the world. And you know, if God did nothing else for us apart from that, that would be enough. If he didn't do another single thing for the rest of our life on this earth, that would be enough. But followers of Jesus need to know that God is with you every moment of every day and every second that takes past. He's with you when everything's great, and he's with you when everything looks like it's going wrong. His presence is constantly with us. Over this last few weeks in December, we've been looking at a series based on this, and you may want to go back and look at some of these things that we've been talking about, how he's with us. But we've been looking at the presence of God in different seasons of our lives because we experience God in different ways based on what's going on in our life. You see, we're tempted to think when everything's going wonderful that God's with us. But then when we hit the valley and things are not quite as nice or quite as good, we sometimes think God is not with us. But God's presence is as much in the valley as it is in the mountaintop. It's as much in that place. And 
Sometimes we find ourselves in places that are like wildernesses where we lose all perspective on everything. We feel alone. We feel there's nobody around to help us and support us in any way. But in that, that moment, he comes and he whispers to us. And if you listen, you'll hear the whisper of God in them places. And the reason he whispers is because he wants you to know you're close. He's close to you. Because that's when people whisper, yes? It's not that big booming voice that you see on TV sometimes. It's a whisper that speaks and helps us to understand even in our deepest difficulty, it can become our greatest gift because it drives us to depend on God. And God's presence gives us strength in the storm when things feel difficult. You know, storms can come in all different shapes and sizes, can't they? But he's there right through the whole thing. This is what he said to his disciples right towards the end of his time on this earth. He says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure, be sure of this. I am with you always. I'm with you always, even till the end of the earth. Now, there probably are some people that you wish weren't always with you. You've invited that strange uncle for dinner tomorrow, and you wish he would just leave, but he's always there, and he stays for another night. <laughs> or maybe you, your parents, and you've got adult children at home, and you think, will they ever leave? Well, that's not what Jesus is like. He's a presence in the difficult times, and he's there in the incredible times. Here's how David speaks about it in Psalm 23. It says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, at this time of celebration, sometimes it can be difficult as well, yes? I got a message through from one of my cousins the other day, just, just two days ago, just to tell me that my Uncle Billy had passed away. He's a guy that I, when I was growing up, I used to spend loads of time, time with. He's responsible for my, uh, my Aberdeen fetish, Aberdeen FC. Traveled all over the country with him. And so it's bittersweet to think of them in times. But God is still with us right in the middle of every situation, even in the shadow of the valley of death. The Apostle Paul was a famous guy in the church in the early years. And he went through some incredible times, incredible highs, incredible lows. And he puts it like this. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. What does he say? I can do all things through him who strengthens me, through Christ who strengthens me. Mark, you just pop up. You see, it's about God's strength, not our strength. And uh, you imagine that we're this... This, this bottle, empty bottle, and uh, the storm hits, or the valley comes, and sometimes it feels like life's going to crush the life out of us. 
you ever felt like that? But then Paul says, we can have Christ with us and strengthen us. So for me, the water inside this today represents Jesus inside us. And when the difficult times come and the valleys come, and the pressure's on, we stand not because of our strength, because of God's strength. Amen? Amen. And that's what it means to have God with us today. Amen. Let me just pray. Father God, When you are lost, he is with you as your guide. When you're alone, he is with you as your companion. When you're hurting, he is with you as your comforter. When you're afraid, he is with you as your peace. When you are sick, he is with you as your healer. When you are weak, he is with you as your strength. And when you are dead and lost in your sins, he is with you as your Savior. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, that you came. And thank you that you've never left because you're with us every moment of every day. Thank you for your peace. In Jesus' name.